people like to see that they're just they're just real people. I'm just a guy. I'm just a real person on their side trying to chase down my dreams and my passions and and do the things that I love to do. This is Going Live. I'm Mike Washburn. You're about to listen to an interview with someone who obviously loves what he does. It's a little bit different than some of the other interviews we've done so far on the show in so much that it's a lot more positive, first off. And I think that that speaks a lot to Jim's nature in and of itself. He's a pretty positive guy and super fun to talk to, really easygoing and really easy to like. This was one of my favorite conversations because you could just tell from the conversation how much he enjoyed streaming, how much he enjoys his community and his audience, and how it feels when someone clearly is doing exactly what they're meant to do. This is an awesome conversation, and I really hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did talking to him. When we come back, my conversation with Jay Jam Jim. Stay with us. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm joined on the pod by Jay Jam Jim. He's a fun and engaging content creator with a focus on strategy games. I'm excited to chat with him about his experience as a streamer, how he views his content, uh, the year 2020 was, and the years to come. Welcome to Going Live, Jim. Hey, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have you. Um, we were just talking off air about how hard it is to schedule things in this time. And, uh, you know, we've had to bounce this time around a couple times. And so I appreciate your flexibility hanging out with me and, and making sure that we, we got this conversation done. I'm super excited yeah. to have it. Maybe before we get started... Give me a little bit of a background. Introduce yourself to the audience. Talk about, you know, how you started as a content creator. Yeah. Uh, so I'm J Jam Jim or Triple J or just Jim. Uh, and I started my journey actually on YouTube first. I okay. back in 2017 in April, uh, I uploaded my first video. And um, at the time I was running a video production company uh, with my two best buds. And we've been doing that for probably about five years at that point. And it was going really well, uh, but it was really stressful. And I was starting to feel like the time of creating was so minimal. Like there was so much time of chasing work and then chasing the money from that work and then mm. doing all of that stuff. And the actual creation part was so small and that high went away so quickly. And I was starting to get pretty bummed out about that. And so I had just, I had been, I had found this game called City Skylines and that, uh, that sparked everything. I, I started watching videos and I started seeing this subculture of all these people making content for video games and doing it as a living. And I just was fascinated by it. And so yeah. I was also playing the game and I was telling my wife all these things that I was doing in the game. And she was like, why don't you tell other people about it? Because they're going to probably find it more interesting than I do. And I was like, that's <laughs> Sounds fair. like my wife, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Because I, I enjoyed, I, I was always talking kind of to myself anyway, doing it. Yeah. And so yeah. I hit that upload button. I created a name. It was my Reddit name that I had for years. 
And so I just used that. I made my logo. Didn't spend really any time doing it because I had no idea what this was. I just wanted to try it. Yeah. And um, uploaded that first video and it just felt good. It wasn't precious. It wasn't anything that was going to blow anyone's mind. It wasn't content that was going to change anything, but it felt good to just make something that was I, I completely had control over. And so I just kept doing that. And then in October, I started streaming on Twitch of that year. So October of 2017. And uh, about literally 363 days later, a year after I started streaming, uh, I did. I started doing it full time. That's amazing. That's that's a pretty good growth curve, too. Yeah. You, uh, so, you probably jumped in right at the perfect time almost for it, right? Yeah. So it was, it was October 9th of 2018. And... At the time, that was when we, me and my two other buddies who were running our production company, uh, we had a pretty rough year. It was a bad year uh, for the our industry um, where we were. And so we decided to ultimately call the commercial side of it quits. And so my wife and I had a conversation about like, what's next? Because that's what I had been doing right out of college. I had nothing mm. else. Like I, I, that was what I had done. And so... You know, I was an entrepreneur. I was, that was all I knew. And so she goes, she actually brought it up. She goes, are you going to try live streaming full time? Because you love it. And I said, I would love to. And thankfully we were in a position where I could try it and give it a shot. And um, the trajectory has been good. So that's, a, that's amazing. That's a great story, man. Um, you very much disliked the sales process of trying to like get customers, get business. Sounds like that didn't appeal to you. You're a lot more interested in the creative process, which makes sense to me. But certainly in streaming, you know, you have to have people giving you bits and subscriptions in mm -hmm. order for you to put food on the table. Um, it's a different sales process. It's a it's a it's sales. Absolutely. Um, I mean you any person who does this full time has to, in my mind, think of this as a business Absolutely. and as as sales. So tell me about your approach to disliking kind of that, the, the initial stuff when you were um, running a video company and and, you know, your your approach to your business as a full time streamer. So it's a couple of things. I would say the sales part of that wasn't the problem. It was the politics surrounding commercial advertising that I started to really get bitter and just jaded with. Interesting. Uh, it was more about the, I have a, you know, you hire us to make a commercial and you're selling paper towel. Okay. You, you come to me with your idea and the advertising agency comes to me and they say, hey, we like your stuff. But in reality, they like what they want and they're going to want to do it in their way. And so what ended up happening is I would put so much creative energy and so much time and thought into making something that I could not only give them, but also that I could use for my own reel. Yeah. Uh, and so but what ends up happening is your creative side of it is going to take a backseat to theirs because they need to ultimately, you know, push their brand and create their messaging. And so it, it, it just that that battle constantly and how in the politics surrounding all of that, I just. Man, it just it really stole a lot of the love that I had uh, for filmmaking uh, at the yeah. time, and I didn't really I didn't want to lose that. 
and I and I didn't want I didn't want to lose that because I really do do enjoy creating. But I also found through that that journey that it wasn't necessarily specifically making video content or making films that I loved. It was creating in general. And so the second part of that is that I I really and nothing against my two buddies who I ran the company with. They are still my best friends. We. We are, we are so very close and it is the, it was, it is really the best case scenario to end a company, uh, working with your friends is that we are still best buds. Um, and we still create together and that's great. Um, but nothing against them, but it was really, it, it became something that was just mine that I felt like I had a little bit more control over personally that I could say, okay, this is, we're going to put out, I'm going to put out videos here and I'm going to put out videos here and I'm going to go live. And it just, it was this, it was just so much that I could just you know, put out and create. And, you know, back to your point about the the business side of it, that part of it was a pretty seamless transition for me because I had already been doing so many of those aspects. Like, as you said, it is a business and you have to treat it like that if you're going to do it full time. And so that understanding of networking and branding and messaging and marketing, all of those things, you know, saving money for taxes, you know, putting aside a tax account with with money in it so that you, you know, all of that stuff I had already an understanding of. And so I felt very confident doing all of that part. And naturally, I have refound my love of entertaining. Who you see on stream is who I am with my friends and who I am with my family. I I'm I love just making jokes and making people laugh and being goofy. Uh, as much as possible. And so awesome. I didn't have to be a character. I didn't have to be anybody else. I just got to be who I really, you know, just enjoy the the aspect of entertaining again. And that sure. was awesome. Those skills are incredibly transferable, right? Like you can, entrepreneurs are going to be entrepreneurial in, and the, you know, you went from a mode, an entrepreneurial mode in your video production business yep. to an entrepreneurial mode in streaming. And it seems like you didn't skip a beat at all. I mean, I, I tried not to, I, I don't, you know, that again, like I said, there, there was, I was, re, I was on so many subreddits about it and reading so many things. And so yeah. many people were talking about the tax part and the business things and the, you know, how do I get this or that? And I'm not saying it's easy because growth is still hard no matter what, right? I was starting from nothing. No one knew. I'm not, you know, I'm not a name and I'm not anybody that, that people knew, but, but that part of it, I felt comfortable with, which I think in turn helped me create the content that I wanted right pretty quickly because mm -hmm. I felt like I had that general understanding. There's so many nuances in every industry, right? There was, there's streaming nuances that I had to figure out. Uh, about live streaming in that that space, which is different. But it, mm -hmm. it, you know, at the end of the day, I was I just felt so excited about creating, and I put no pressure on myself at the beginning because I had no idea what it was. I didn't I didn't go into this saying I'm going to be a full time streamer from the get go. I'm going to buy all this fancy equipment. I mean, I, I you know, none of that. It was all pure love, and I I think that's that's how you got to start it there's so many people who buy all the best gear and all the best equipment and they haven't streamed a day. Mm. And I, I, I say to them, listen, I could buy a $20,000 set of golf clubs, but I can't golf for crap. Doesn't make you a pro golfer. No, no. And, yeah. and I gotta, I gotta find out if I like it first, because if I don't like it, then I'm going to feel bad about all the money I spent on those golf clubs. 
And it's the same with, with anything. You're going to be breaking those golf clubs over your knee. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's got to be one step forward. If it feels good, go another step. You know, if it doesn't feel good, go back a step and figure out why. And yeah. I'm very thankful that I approached this from a, a place of love first because it has helped me. I mean, I just, and I still love it to this day. Like I love it more than I did, you know, almost three years ago or over three years ago now. So that's awesome. So let's dig into that just a little bit more because I think that you're hitting on something that when people listen to this and are trying to get into streaming, you're you're almost giving like, you know, the how to do it right here in my mind. You've laid the groundwork. You have the foundation with this kind of this entrepreneurial mindset um, that you have to have if you want to experience kind of growth and and do it kind of full time. But you still have to have something else when you're trying to grow an audience and build a community. You know, the why will people watch you? Mm-hmm. And what's the difference between people watching me or you or Slay or anyone else that streams? What is it? do you think about you, especially in that first year, but then moving forward that has kept people coming back? You know, I think I am not good at games. I mean, in general, like, you know, I have some experience. I've played, you know, several of them that I still stream for a very long time, but that is not where my, you know, where, where the the strengths lie. I think that from the very beginning, I posed this from an entirely entertaining perspective. I could stream for a very long time. I have an energy and I have a passion for interacting with people and being engaging, being goofy and silly. And this is an outlet where I get to do that. I, mm. I, I literally can just be a a massive goofball and that is so freeing and it feels like I have like my my whole heart and soul is open when I get to do that it is such a natural high for me yeah and so I feel like that's where it comes from it doesn't feel I don't force anything I don't necessarily try to be I don't know I guess I guess I approach it and I feel like people feel that we're just a bunch of friends hanging out and we're just being goofy because that's what it is. I I don't really approach it any differently because that's the most freeing and creative and genuinely myself that I get to feel. And I think people react to that and pick up on that. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily unique to me. I'm sure that there are many other broadcasters who, who also do that and, and feel that way. But I would say that that's what I think drives me every day. And I think that's why people keep coming back. Interesting. And you said you're not a super good video game player. And and I, I joke about being kind of that way all the time as well. Um, but you play, you play strategy games. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in my mind... Um, first off, I would debate it. I've watched you play, and I think that you're 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 great. Um, you know your your actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I I'd push back on it a little, but um, I think that there's also maybe a little bit of an expectation with people who watch strategy games where 
they're they're kind of expecting some sort of quality of gameplay. Mm -hmm. Um, almost in the same way that I think when people watch first person shooters, they're looking for the folks that are like just absolutely crushing it all the time, right? right? Yep. Um, and those are the entertaining streams that that get lots of uh, lots of viewers. Um, you know, the only reason Tim the Tat Man is super popular is because he loses his mind because he's so terrible in, in, some, in some cases. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and that that's entertaining in and of itself, I suppose. But let's talk about strategy games. Why, you know, I, I guess this is just what you've always been into. Is there a, a broader kind of strategy for why you chose to play that type of game? What do you like about those games? I don't know if this is actually a genre, but I think the games that I always get drawn to have the three S's. It's strategy, simulation, and survival. Like, those are the three kind of elements of games that I really like. And if they can be brought together, that is awesome, which is why I love RimWorld so much. That yeah. is a game that um, I've been playing as long as Skylines. Skylines is different because that that is that's just pure creative sandbox. That's just city building, but there is strategy involved in it and there's different things that you can do, but it's, it's ultimately very, very open. You know, I, I think I really like challenging myself. I also like the stories that come out of it. RimWorld is such a great, great stream game for me because there's just random chaos and the stories that come out of the relationship between the, the colonists that you're trying to keep alive. And that feels very interactive. Um, and so I think Part of the other thing that comes with what games I choose is I think I like learning about the stuff and I feel like a very uh, innate reaction to learning new stuff. And I think that's also why people come. Mm -hmm. If I try a new game, I get so excited. I, I love seeing new mechanics, learning new things about games, uh, and I don't mind fumbling through it. And that's how I've approached my YouTube content as well. If I make a mistake in a video, I don't often cut that out. I, I will leave that in because that's a better learning moment for people. I mean, the, some of the most of the games that I play, I play because I really love them and I want others to play them and because I enjoy it so much. And so I've always approached things as I'm not going to I'm just a, a dude trying to figure out this game and play it. And the, all the people on the other side of the screen are also doing that. And yeah. while I do think there are times where there are certain games that I'll play and I'm like, you know what? I don't think I'm very good at this. And I might be not getting as many viewers as I could because I'm not very good at this. But what I'm not good at, I'm going to make up for and being entertaining. And I, and I think Tim the Tapman is a great example of that. Tim is entertaining. Uh, you know, there's there's three, there's several different kinds of streamers, right? The, the, the one who's really, really, really good at the game and they don't even barely need to say anything, but people watch just for the sheer ability, right? Yeah, Watching something, yeah. someone do something that you can't do. Anybody can do what I do in games. Anybody can. And, and that's okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to be the best, but I am trying to be the most interactive, engaging, fun, goofy. Like, let's just celebrate all the times. These are video games. Let's not, you know what I mean? Like how, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I take it, it too serious. I don't take the games too seriously. It's more about the the fun that we have along the way. It's you know, it's enjoying the journey of it together. No one was watching Tim more than when he was sucking at Fall Guys. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Because it was it was funny and it was fascinating and it was interesting for that reason. Right. Right. 
and exactly. and that's that's what it's about. And I find I think that is also more sustainable uh, because at some point the game, at some point the game is going to have to not matter as much because all of a sudden no one's playing that game anymore that you're really really good at. So you got to find a new yeah. one. Mm. And so that journey to get really good at that game, some are going to follow you on that journey, but others are going to go. Nah, I'll find someone better at it. Um, and I think that's kind of why I have chosen from the get go to go down the variety route. There's a couple games that I always play, but I'm always trying to to do new things because I want people to come and hang out with us because our community is awesome uh, and they want to see what I'm going to do and how we're going to get through this together versus. Well, I'm not going to watch because you're not playing game X. Yeah. And I was worried about that personally because I am known for things that I do in Minecraft. Right. And Mm. like, like that's my, like, if you talk to people, especially in like the education circles, I'm, you know, I'm the guy that's an expert at Minecraft, but um, I don't stream a lot of Minecraft, um, especially right now where I'm in the lull between you know, these big projects that I've been doing yeah. and for the exact same reason is that, you know, I get sick of Minecraft too. I'm, I'm actually in awe of the folks that, that just like, we've, we've had, um, uh, Ludi who was episode one and sketch was episode two. Both those guys play Minecraft virtually every episode, uh, every stream that they're on. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think I could do it, man. I, uh, yeah. I, I'm with you. It's, it's tough. Um, I don't know how they do it. And there are some definitely evergreen games. Like Minecraft is a great example of that. It yeah, has such yeah, a it massive community. Uh, because it's such a sandbox, there's and there's there's modding and there's so many different aspects of it. You could you could play that forever. And I, I think people who do that, I think it's incredible that you can do that and build that community around it. Um I know personally though, I can't do that. Like as much as I love, as many hours as I have. <laughs> In the games that I love, I can't play Skylines six hours a day every day. I, I can't no. do it. I, I yeah. need to have, and because if I do that, I will get burned out and I will not want to stream. And and your audience can sense that as soon as you can sense it. When you're not happy or you're not interested in what you're yeah. doing, your audience can sense it. And yeah. um, so you have to play to that. You have to be. You have to, and it's harder. It's it's a longer growth path. Um. But you have to kind of stick to what is going to work for you because ultimately that's going to be better in the long run. Going Live is brought to you by Nodecraft. Do you love multiplayer servers? Ever thought about hosting your own? If you have, check out Nodecraft. I've been using Nodecraft for my community server and for servers of pop-up projects I'm working on. And I'll be honest, I've never experienced a smoother, more reliable service than theirs. If you use my special URL, you'll get 30% off your Nodecraft subscription. Just go to nodecraft.com slash r slash Mr. Washburn and get 30% off your next multiplayer adventure. Again, that URL is nodecraft.com slash r slash Mr. Washburn. So let's talk about some other games, only because I'm super interested in strategy games. I love them myself. So you play a lot of RimWorld. You play a lot of cities. Mm-hmm. What other games? Uh, it, you know, I don't talk about games much on, on this podcast either. So I want to I get into it just a second here. Yeah. So people can um, tolerate this conversation a little bit. Um, what games are you jamming on right now? What are you into other than RimWorld and City Skylines? I'm curious. 
Yep. So I'm playing a lot of Stardew Valley. Um, that is not a strategy game, <laughs> but it, uh, well, I guess it, it is depending on how you play it. But I really love the, that is such a, another great stream game to play. It's so chill. Uh, you can, you yeah. can interact easily with a chat. You can always pause. Um, it's just very soothing. It's just a relaxing atmosphere. Um, it's silly and goofy at times as well. And that's, that's a lot of fun. Uh, and I've been playing a lot of satisfactory and that is another, that's a, you know, I would say that's a sandbox, you know, building game, but man, that after a night of that, my brain is fried. Just satisfactory is awesome. It's great, but man, my brain does not work like that in terms of the math and the (laughs) figuring out all the perfect like workflow systems. So that is one where I am struggling through right now. But we're doing it together and people, you know, chat's helping me out and we're we're trying to figure out these like math equations because that is not how my brain operates. But um, but we've been doing a lot of that. Um, There's also a game called Foundation, which is a brand new. It's an early access medieval city builder, which I love medieval style games. So uh, that's about to get some more huge updates. And that um, it's not so much a strategy. It's more of a city builder game. But there are some strategies in terms of managing resources, balancing budgets, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so those are kind of the ones that I've I've been hitting on. You know, the, there's ebbs and flows. I also play some story games. So I did Outer Wilds. I don't know if you've ever played yeah. Outer Wilds. That game is phenomenal. And it's, it's a game you can really play once uh, because of just knowing what's going to happen. But what a beautiful story. Uh, I mean, I was tearing up at the end of that game. It was just... It's just gorgeous, and and so we'll we'll do like one off things like that sometimes where we'll play through like a story based game. I generally don't like to play those too long. I did a very very long Fallout Friday when I very early on when I started streaming. We we played Fallout every Friday, and that was kind of like my flex day to to play whatever. And that's such a massive game, and it's great. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but you know, it stretched on for so long because we were only playing it one day a week. And <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I want to do that route again. I would do that differently. I think now I would, I would, I would, I would do that maybe two days a week or, or specify something else. But um, so we'll do something like that once in a while. I don't know. I'm always trying to keep some of the games that we love, but then also introduce new things and keep it keep it fresh. That's awesome. So 2020 was a year, uh, understatement of the century, I was suppose. Um, you know, I, I think that both of us are, are are lucky that, you know, your job is is doing this content creation, and, yep. you know, so you get to um, kind of stay at home most of the time. And mm-hmm. I work, you know, in a home office. Yep. My, my head office is uh, in the United States and I live in Canada. So um, I was basically home the whole time as well, but it was an interesting year for streaming. Um, you know, streaming mm-hmm. saw this incredible explosion of popularity, especially early on in the, you know, the March, April, May. It kind of like leveled off a little bit, but but it was definitely like this crazy year for growth in 2020. You know, 2021 is going to be an interesting year as people get vaccinated and kind of life slowly starts to return to normal. Not everything is going to return to normal and some things may never return to normal. And then I think maybe also, um, you know, I think about this a lot in my, you know, my job, but I I think that some of the things that we've learned from 2020 are things that we're going to pick up and continue doing kind of a new normal. 
Mm-hmm. And then 2022, which I'm already starting to think about with my work, um, is going to be a completely different year than I think 2020 and 2021. It's like we're experiencing a decade of the human experience in the next three years. Yep. Uh, such a variety. And um, you have to be thinking, as someone, I guess, with a bit of an entrepreneurial um, spirit and and with a with a brain for that, uh, I'm curious what you're thinking about in terms of 2020, 2021, and then going into the future. What are your thoughts on you and your content and your mm-hmm. community? So a little bit of a sidebar, but in January of 2020, my wife, which we had been talking about for a while, um, she started doing some freelance marketing on the side. She's she's a she's a marketing consultant and is is fantastic, super creative. And um, we have been talking about her quitting her job for a while. So she had been doing some freelance marketing on the side. In January of 2020, she quit her job. And so that meant both of us were freelancers, essentially working from home. And Mm -hmm. then obviously the pandemic hit. And uh, that was a little scary uh, at first for her because some of her clients were like, whoa, (laughs) we don't know what we're doing. So we're not going to spend money. Marketing budget. Yep. What? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So February, March, April ish was was challenging for sure. Uh, but then she saw a really, really healthy growth uptick after that. And we were both working remotely and doing it, the living our lives the way we wanted to. Right now, I'm in California. I, I, I live in Minnesota, but I'm st- we're staying with our two best friends for a month. And we get to do this because we can both work from home. And work yeah. wherever we are. And I think we're going to start to see, you know, those large office buildings with, with you know, thousands and thousands of cubicles. I think we're going to start to see those divided into multiple companies. We're going to start to see more creative work happening together, sort of almost like workspaces. You know, like if you go to like a creative workspace that you can just like rent or go for the day or whatever. I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Just people wanting to get out of the house um, as we move through this pandemic. But 2020... You know, for all of the bad things that that year did for so many, um, it was a great year for us, uh, for my wife and I, in terms of like putting our heads down and just working. Mm-hmm. And because we could, we we were thankful and grateful, so grateful enough to be able to do that. And so we couldn't do anything. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. And so we just we just worked and we just talked about the their future and how we're going to live our lives and how we want to live our lives. And so we're just going to continue down that path. And I'm very transparent about that with my community and, and how that all goes. Like I'm, uh, you know, because they are, we're, we're kind of all in, invested in it. Right. And people, people want to see, I, I'm so grateful. They want to see me go live and I want to go live badly. And so I think there's this, this balance of like, Hey, we're all kind of on this journey together. And, you know, my wife shows up on, on, and in stream all the time and our dogs and, and, you know, we're pretty transparent about our, our life and how we are. And I think people like that. I think people like to see that they're just, they're just real people. I'm just a guy. I'm just a real person on their side, trying to chase down my dreams and my passions and, and do the things that I love to do. And that just, that's, that's all people want. We wish wanted to be around more people doing that. 
right? And that's fun. That's why when you meet entrepreneurs, you meet other people who are just doing stuff. You're like, that's so good. And it's inspiring. And hopefully I can help other people go down those paths and learn and, and try to do the things that they love because you know, that's where the happiness comes from. Right. So going back to your question, the, the, the future of this, you know, 2020 was great. Uh, you know, obviously we started to see in, in terms of streaming in general, we started to see a little bit of that dip, um, in like June, July, kind of when some people were going back to work a little bit. Uh, but thankfully, uh, the trajectory has still looked great. We had still, we've mm-hmm. still gotten more people to hang out. You know, it's funny. You, I think it was Ludi, this episode, he talked about online bartenders <laughs> yeah. in that episode and how streamers are basically the online bartenders. And it's so funny that he brought that up because that is how I have been approaching what we do. We, we It's our neighborhood hangout. I, you know, and and this is how I explain streaming to other people who don't understand it. I say, think about going into a bar and there's a bunch of people hanging out and it's a party and everyone's talking to each other and hanging out and there's a bartender slinging drinks. That seems like a fun place that you'd want to go and hang out, right? It's like, like cheers for a long time before kind of all the DMCA stuff hit. I had the cheers theme song that I would play um, every once in a while. (laughs) Like when, when a bunch of people would come in, I would play that opening part of the cheers song, like the first like 30 seconds. Because that is how I picture it. I have an open sign back home, not here, but back home, I have an open sign that I turn on and I turn off after each stream. And when each stream starts, I turn it on because we're open for business. We're hanging out. Everybody comes in. They say hi to each other. We're just we're we're a neighborhood hangout where you can come and chill and be with friends and feel like you're in a safe space. And I don't think that kind of mentality goes away. uh, And I want to keep pursuing that further and just keep gathering it, making the bar bigger, right? We're going to have, you know, more parties. Eventually we add a pool. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Right. But you know, it's just, it's a place where people can come and feel, feel safe and heard and cared for. And I love fostering so much of that. That is one thing I never thought about when I started streaming is how much that community aspect would fulfill so much of my heart and soul like it, it that I, I didn't really understand that too much and then all of a sudden it just started and I was like wow this is the amazing part of this this is the cool awesome part of live streaming is being able to project into someone's home and make them feel happy give them a laugh you know what I mean and uh hopefully make their day brighter and man that feeling is so good and each and every day uh, I don't know. Each and every day, I'm so grateful to be sitting in that chair and and uh, being able to to do that for for someone, even if it's just one person, you know. Yeah. So you, dude, you can hear it in your voice too. It, you sound like me when I talk about you know education. Um, mm-hmm. so so I I I get it and I appreciate it and I I, I think it's friggin' great. And listen, friends, if you're looking for the 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 online bar um it sounds like gyms is the is the place to be so where can people go to learn more about you where can they connect with you uh where's your stream at tell us all the things yeah uh so twitch.tv slash jjm gym you can also find me on youtube uh on jjm gym as well uh you know you can find all my discord links and and all those things uh and yeah come join us hang out we love meeting new friends amazing jim thanks so much you got it buddy thank you so much for having me Thanks for listening to Going Live. My name is Mike Washburn. 
You can catch me Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays streaming live at twitch.tv slash Mr. It would be amazing to see you in my stream. We can chat games, technology, and talk about the podcast and guests. Again, that's twitch.tv slash Mr. Washburn. I really hope to see you there. If you want to get in touch with me, check out the website at goinglivepodcast.com. You can connect with me on Twitter at Mr. Washburn or on Instagram at Mr. Washburn Twitch. I'd love to know who you think we should talk to next. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, I'd be thrilled if you shared it with them. Please leave me a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost and this helps others to discover the show. Thanks as always for listening. Stay awesome and we'll see you soon.